Think about truth for a moment. Think about uh, how, how many of you like to hear the truth, right? Does anybody like being lied to? Anybody? Just, anybody want to stand up and testify about being lied to, that you just love it? None of us do, do we? We want the truth, right? You remember that scene from, uh, what was it, A Few Good Men or whatever? You can't handle the truth. Y'all remember that? Uh, you know, uh, we want the truth, though, don't we? That's what we want. We want to know what the truth is. Don't lie to me. Don't, don't, don't tell me either the, you know, it's like this whole COVID thing. Anybody else is, I don't know if anybody else is there with me. You know, you've got one group that's trying to tell you, oh, it's, 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 it's extremely bad and it's extremely, and, and then you got the other group that's over here telling you, eh, don't worry about it. It's nothing. It's no big deal. And I'm here in the middle going, I just want to know the truth. Amen? So in anything that I do, I want to know the truth. That's what I want to know. That's what I want for my life. That's what I want for everybody's life. I want the truth. And yes, I can handle the truth, so just give it to me. You know, I've always been able to handle the truth. If I'm doing something wrong, I, I, you know, I tell... We, we, just, we, we want to tell each other the truth. We want to let us know, well, this is not working so great, but let's try this. We want the truth. And so we're going to kind of look at the truth today. This is week three of our Collide series. You know, the first week, we laid the foundation for standing firm on the Word of God, the only truth that we can find in this world, right? And last week, we talked about the first thing that God desires out of our lives once we initially learn to stand firm in our faith amidst the conflicting values of the world we constantly collide with, we have to be renewed and transformed. Last week we talked about being transformed. Today, we're going to take it one step further. Because after God begins to transform us, especially within our minds, we have to pursue the source of truth so that we can ultimately live it out. The word, the truth of God is powerful and effective. Amen. Let me give you an example. I want to I want to tell you a story. And this is a story of how powerful God's word is. How the truth uh how 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 God's word can be used in a mighty way. So here we go. Here's a story. One day a shoemaker enmeshed a very religious city in northeastern Iran, brought home for his lunch some cheese which the grocer had wrapped in a page in the New Testament, which he was using as wrapping paper. Now after eating his lunch, he picked up a piece of paper and he read the story of the man who hired laborers for his vineyards, one of the parables that Jesus told. And at the end of the day, uh, paid all the laborers the same wage, whether they had worked 12 hours 
or one. Maybe you remember that parable. The shoemaker, he liked the story so much, and the next day he went again to the grocery store, and he bought some cheese again, and he asked that it be wrapped in another page of that book. So he wants another page in the New Testament. Finally, on the third day, he bought what remained of the New Testament and showed it to his brother. So you see what's already happening. He's already receiving from that word. He's now sharing it with his brother. And the two of them then went to a missionary who gave them a complete copy and also gave them regular instruction in the word of God. Here's some great news. Both of those men, the two brothers, they were later baptized and were among the first believers in that city. Even when the words of Scripture are torn page by page and used as trash, it still has power to redeem. Amen? That's something amazing and powerful about God's Word. God's Word can touch hearts even whenever it has been meant to be used for trash. So this morning we're talking about the truth, God's word, how important it is for us and how important it is for our life. And so if you have your Bibles with you, I want to read for you one verse that will be our text for today. And it's found in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs in about the middle of the Old Testament. And uh, it's, uh, I believe it's after Psalms, uh, before Song of Psalms, or Song of Solomon. And, uh, Proverbs is right there, Proverbs chapter 23, and I'm going to read one verse, verse uh, 23. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 23. That should be easy to remember today, right? 23, 23. Don't get any easier than that. It says this, Buy the truth and do not sell it. Wisdom, instruction, and insight as well. I'm going to read it one more time since it's so short and so good. I'm going to read it again. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Wisdom, instruction, and insight as well. That's something good to, to, to memorize and place it in your heart. Don't sell the Word of God. But we have already discussed the fact that God's Word is the truth. Amen? And the truth comes from the Word of God. But once you have it, how do you keep it? Well, step one is what the writer of Proverbs makes clear in this verse. Once you have it, here's number one. Don't sell it. Don't sell it. Now, I don't believe that he's talking about us standing on the side of the road with our Bible attempting to sell the physical Bible. I mean, anybody ever been a Bible salesman, you know? Go door to door, knock on doors, trying to sell Bibles, you know? Uh, So, um, you know, that's not what this is talking about. This is not talking about some guy on the side of the road peddling Bibles. You know, I got them in all versions here. We got the NIV, we got the New King James, we got the King James, you know. We got the, you know, there's so many different versions of the Bible today. I have a Bible app that just has, I mean, you want a translation, I can pretty much find it and read it for you, you know. Uh, it's, I mean, it's unbelievable, but I, that's not what he's talking about. It's not selling a physical Bible to someone. 
Instead, the writer is talking here about an internal struggle, okay? It's one thing to receive the Word of God, but it's another thing to actually keep it as your priority in life. Did you hear that? A priority. We have to make God's Word a priority in our life. Now, there are some people who sold the truth in the Bible, and we can read about their outcome. Think about these people for just a moment. Lot, he sold the truth for a home in the city. Remember, Lot ended up in Sodom and Gomorrah, and it was Abraham that had to rescue his family from destruction. Esau sold the truth for a mess of pottage. His brother became a father of a great nation. King Saul sold the truth for the support of the people, and God took away his kingship and started over with a new family line. Judas, he sold the truth for 30 pieces of silver. And after betraying the Son of God because of the overwhelming guilt, he hung himself. Pilate... He sold the truth for the approval of the crowd. And he had an innocent man beaten and killed. Understand this. Selling the truth is not worth it. You need God's word to be a part of your life each and every day. Amen? So, there may be people that you know that at one time were on fire for God. They read the Word of God, they, they put it into their life, but then something happened and they started to doubt what they were reading. And this happens to people all the time. The things of the world, we talked about this my, the first week of this series, the things of the world can be seductive. They attempt to draw us in and convince us of their truth rather than the actual truth. And maybe some of you are in a place right now, you you feel an internal war going on within you. You feel as if you are being pulled in two different directions and the direction of the world is gaining an advantage because we know it will offer a satisfaction that we can see and feel, although it's just temporary. Jesus has an external dialogue with a woman about this, this same struggle in her life. Maybe y'all remember, it's the woman at the well. It's found in John chapter 4. I want to read a portion of it for you. John chapter 4, beginning at verse 7. It says, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, <coughs> excuse me, will you give me a drink? And his disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given, given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, 
Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. You see, Jesus, he offers this woman the true source of life. This is one that will satisfy her completely. Before her interaction with Jesus, she was in the middle of being pulled in worldly directions. All the while, she's searching for what would truly satisfy her. She's trying to find it in many different things. But the truth, remember what we were talking talking about, the truth, the truth was that it could only be found in Jesus. Nothing else could satisfy her soul except for what? Jesus. Jesus was the living water. Jesus was the one that could come and give her what she needed when she needed it. You know, the Bible tells us elsewhere that Jesus is the Word of God in the flesh. John chapter 1 verse 14 says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father full of grace and truth. So therefore, if we know Jesus, then we know the truth. Amen? I said, if we know Jesus, we know the truth. Amen? Amen. I, I, I believe that's what we have to know, is we have to know who Jesus is. We have to understand who Jesus is. If we want the truth in our life, then we have to know Jesus. Excuse me. Yeah. So the second thing is, after we uh, after we uh, don't sell it, <laughs> we don't we don't we don't uh, um, uh, not have it in our life. The second thing is, we need to go share it. If I was to give you the truth of anything, whatever it may be. It'd be wrong for you to keep that to yourself, wouldn't it? If I was to give you, let's say, let's say the cure of cancer. You know, we all talk about, you know, that's that's a pretty devastating thing. But if I had the cure for it, and I didn't give it to everybody, I'd be wrong, wouldn't I? So we all agree that the Word of God is it's, it's real, it's strong, it's powerful, it's mighty, right? I mean, we talk about this, you know. We talked last week that it can, it can slice, you know, it can pierce the soul. It can, I mean, it's, it's powerful. It's, 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 it's just unbelievable. It's, it's mighty. Think about what the Scriptures say, and when we speak those Scriptures, think about how we have those in our life. And what those scriptures do for us. And then what is it we go and we tell someone about the scriptures and how it can change their life, right? So if you read throughout the Bible, then you see that it was never meant to just 
dwell within us, right? The Word of God is not something that we just keep for ourselves. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? It's not something that we just say, well, I'm going to, you know, take this, put it in my pocket, and I'll keep it for myself. And, you know, and, and, and when I need it, I'll pull it out, and I'll read it, and I'll, I'll study it. And that way I'm lifted up, and then I'm, you know, and then when I'm done with it, I'll just, I'll put it back. And when I need it, I've always got it. But yet, I'm going to keep it for myself because, isn't that just wrong? If we have something that's great and wonderful as the Word of God, why would we want to keep it for ourselves? Why would we want to just keep it for just us? We, don't we need to share that? Don't we need to let other people know what it's saying, what it is? so that it can be as impactful to their life as it was for our life. But we were never meant to just keep it and dwell it, let it dwell in us. Look at what Matthew chapter, uh, said in uh, chapter 28, beginning at verse 18. It says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. This is Jesus speaking. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them, listen to it, to obey everything I have commanded you. And I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now we know this is called the the Great Commission. And Jesus commands his disciples to go and spread the word. The gospel message. It's about him and he says you need to go and spread this message and this same commission is given to us when we accept Christ when you and I begin begin to read and study the word of God even when we begin to put it into practice we are then called to go and share it Now, here's something to think about. When you begin to share the Word of God with others, it does something to your faith. It begins to strengthen your own faith. Let me ask you this, and some of y'all can think about this. If you've ever shared your faith with someone, and you've given them Scripture, or you told them the Word, or whatever it is, but you've given to them and you said, you need to do this. Or this is what God is telling me to, to tell you. And then if you see how it impacts their life, what does that do to you? Because you see the results, right? You've, you've shared God's word. You've spoken into their life. Maybe it was a scripture that you gave them. Hey, God's word says this. But they're dealing with whatever they're dealing with. And you say, God's word says this. And you give them that, that scripture. And you give that for their life. And then all of a sudden, something clicks. You, you ever had that aha moment, you know what I'm talking about? Where, where you hear something and it clicks inside of you. And you realize, man, this is, this is something that's, that I needed. This is something that I needed. And all of a sudden, it changes their life. All of a sudden, it does something for your faith. Why? Because God used you to speak into that person's life. It does something to your faith. It increases your faith. And so if we just kept it to ourselves, then what happens? Our faith doesn't grow, does it? 
Our faith stays the same that it was. Why? Because we're not sharing the Word of God with those that need to hear what God's Word is saying. It's important that we share God's Word. It's important that we take those moments when somebody's going through something or somebody's in pain or somebody's hurting or whatever, and it's amazing how you can just find the right Scripture, the right Word that you can share with someone else that will, incre- that will, that will boost their faith, but not only does it boost their faith, it boosts yours. Why? Because God is using you. You know, every time that I stand up in front of you and, and tell you my stories of what God has done in my life, when I go out on the streets and share God's word, and when I, when I talk to my neighbor about Jesus and tell people about what Jesus has done for my life, my faith is strengthened. And it's not just me other people that are called to do this god is calling you to do the same every one of us is called to give it away we're called to share the gospel freely there used to be a a group in the 80s a music group anybody remember david and the giants they were you know i loved them they were great but they would come, they, they actually did a concert at our church when I was a kid, a youth group, in their uh, a youth age. And they had, this, they had this song that they sang, and it was called Everybody's Got a Story to Tell. And it was, uh, it was basically the chorus when everybody's got a story to tell, everybody's got a song to sing. If you listen real close, you know what I mean, because you've got a story to tell. But I've always took that, that song always had a, uh, uh, it always did something to me. Because we all have a story to tell. Every one of us has a different story to tell. God has touched each and every one of us in different ways, right? My story is not your story. Your story is not my story. Why? (laughs) Because God has impacted all of us in different ways he's done something great for all of us he's touched all of us in a way some of us maybe received a healing some of us maybe god took us from despair maybe god kept us from ever leading down a certain path and he kept us on the straight and narrow all our life all of us have a story to tell and it's important because we don't know that that story won't help us to touch someone else. It was never meant, God's word was never meant for us to keep it to ourselves. It was never meant to just stay with us. It was meant to go. I mean, what did the disciples do? After they received the word of God, what did they do? They went out. Did they not? Remember what also Jesus told them? He said, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. To what? Be my witnesses. He says, you're going to start at Jerusalem, their home. Then you're going to go to Judea and and Samaria, which was the surrounding areas from home. And then you're going to go to all the other parts of the world. Can I tell you that God, Christ wanted his word to go forth. He didn't want us to keep it for just us. He had something great for the world, and it's up to us to take the gospel 
and to go around the world. We're going to talk about BGMC here in a minute, but that's one way that we as a church can help spread the gospel through BGMC, through Speed the Light, through missionaries that God has allowed us to to support and help to go forth and to, to do work. Last year, in the midst of a COVID year, this church, we gave almost $10,000, to actually it's over $10,000 to missions. Why? Because God enabled us to help spread the gospel message even in the midst of a pandemic. Amen? You know, it, it was funny, or not funny, it's interesting to see how the giving of missions went up last year. You know, you would think that the, the giving of missions would have gone down in the midst of a pandemic, but God's word is going to go forth. It's going to go and it's going to touch hearts and lives. And I want to be a part of it, amen? I want to be a part of it to help send the gospel message around the world. So as I'm closing today, I want you to think about your life. Maybe you're in a place where you're tempted to sell yourself short by following worldly temptations rather than the eternal truth in the Word of God. Maybe you feel like you have an internal wrestling match that's happening. The kingdoms are colliding within you and you feel that you need to make a choice. Today can be your day to submit to God's Word fully. God's Word, it is the only source of true, abundant life. Amen? God's Word is the only thing that can fully satisfy you. So here's what I want us to do. I want you to pray right now that God would soften your heart to His Gospel. And then once you have received God's Word... It is your turn to share with someone else so that they can experience the truth. So how do we do this? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is first you must know what God's Word says. That's so important, right? You have to know what God's Word says. You ever heard those people that will say, Oh, I think it's in the Bible, but blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> you ever had those moments, you know? It's like, I don't, I don't think it's in the Word of God. And you start looking for it. It's like, it's nowhere in here. I, it's, I don't know what they're talking about. It's not in here. You know, but then there's times that you hear a phrase, and then you start reading the Bible, and you come across it, and you go, I didn't know that was in here. You know? I, I remember when I was, the first time I discovered that the phrase, eat, drink, and be merry, was in the Scriptures, I was like, I've never heard that, you know, outside of, or as a Bible verse, you know. But when you look at the context of it, you, you know what they're saying, and you know that it's, actually it's really good what they're saying. But the way that the world has used scriptures sometimes and have, has changed them around to fit their meaning, you know, it, it's, 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 it's not always right. So you have to know God's Word. If you want to be able to to share God's Word with somebody, you have to know what God's Word is. And then you have to pray. 
You have to pray for an open door to share God's word with someone else. And if you'll pray and listen, God will speak to you and give you opportunities to share his word with someone else. Amen? God wants to use all of us in here. You know, we have a, we have a, a, hand, a small handful this morning. You know, I know several people are on vacation and, and, and people are out, you know, because it's a holiday. And so, by the way, thank you for being here. Uh, thank you for being here with me. And, uh, and, and I know that sometimes we think, well, I don't know if God can use me. You know, I, who am I? Or, or maybe we, we use our past life as, a, as an excuse of thinking that God can't use us. Or maybe we think of, well, I'm just not smart enough. I'm not well-educated. I, I, I don't have a bachelor's degree. Well, that's okay. I don't either. But you know what? God's used me. Can I tell you that God wants to use us? He wants to use you. He wants to use all of us to be able to spread his word around to those that need to hear it. We just have to be open and receptive. So we have to know what God's word says. And then we have to pray and ask God to give us someone that we can speak into their life. And God will do it. He will give you opportunities that you never possibly even imagined of what could be done. But God wants to do some amazing things in your life. He wants to open many doors. And I promise you this week, I believe that door, open doors are coming your way this week. But God has called us to believe, to receive, and to give of ourselves. So can we just pray this morning? Can we all pray here today and just ask, Lord, if you would change our hearts. Soften our hearts to your word. Help us to know your word. And then uh, give people in our lives that we can share to, so the gospel can be fulfilled. Can we do that? Can we all stand this morning and let's just pray? God, I just come before you right now. God, I pray for everybody that's here listening to your word. And God, I pray that as we take this word that you have spoken to us, God, that we don't sell it, but God, yet we use it to continue to fulfill your kingdom. That as you place people in our hearts and in our lives, God, that we would be able to speak life into them. Speak life into their hearts so that they can be changed and renewed According to your word, God, I give you praise and I give you glory that we become who you want us to be, that we do the work that you want us to do, that we speak to those that are in need, that are crying out for you, and we give you praise and we give you glory in Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Can we just worship him for a moment, just right where you're at? Can you maybe think of somebody that maybe God has been dealing with you to speak to? Maybe God has a word for you to give to somebody. And let's just take a moment, just right where you're at, and let's just say, and just ask the Lord, God, who is it? Reveal somebody to me that I can minister to today. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you, Lord. Reveal to us.
who it is that you would want us to speak to, who it is that you would want us to reach out to. Lord, I pray for your power and your strength, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, reveal to us, Lord God, who it is, who's somebody that we can speak to this week, God. Give us opportunities, Lord God, to reach out to those. Maybe it's a neighbor, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a relative, whatever, whoever it may be. God, give us the words to say. Give us the words to say, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord God. We praise you, Lord. Lord, we praise you, Lord Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, I praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord is good, amen. You can be seated. Um, If you want to get our... Uh, I want to show you a video about giving. I think it's down towards the bottom there. Is it still on there? Okay. Dad, do you love mom? I do. How much? Gobs and gobs. Dad, Mm -hmm. do you love my brother? Connor? (laughs) I do. How much? Gobs and gobs. Dad, mm-hmm. do you love God? Yeah. How much? Gobs and gobs. Dad, uh-huh. do you love me? Hmm. Dad. <laughs> I do. How much? Um. I already know. Gobs and, and gobs. Dad, mm-hmm. how much is a gob? Well, let me put it like this. Your favorite color is yellow. And when you eat those nutter butter cookies, you always scrape the peanut butter out of the middle and you secretly feed it to the dog because you think the dog deserves a treat too. At nighttime, I know before you go to bed, you always pull your Barbies all together because you don't want them to be lonely. And sometimes when you get a little nervous... You bat your eyes like this. They get really, really, really fast. But when you're happy and when you're excited, you always twirl your hair right beside your ear. And you love your mama's red earrings. And you always seem to eat your green beans one at a time. (laughs) You see, my love, I notice you. And I love being your daddy. And I will always be here for you. Even on your best days. Maybe on your worst days, your daddy loves you and will always be here for you. And that, my dear, that's what a gob is. I gob you too, daddy. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's not Father's Day, but I still like that video. Um, our kids are going to be in here. Oh, there they are.
Huh? Huh? Oh, okay. So they're still busy. Sorry. Uh, but uh, Duke and Brantley is going to collect BGMC for you. So if y'all want to come and <clears throat> you got your BGMC offerings, your, your change that you've been collecting, or your dollars and quarters and nickels and all that good stuff. Here you go. And so uh, they're going to come, and I just, as they're coming, as they're collecting, I want to <clears throat> show you this. So we received our plaque this week <clears throat> for what we gave last year to BGMC. They, get, they send out plaques if you give, I think it's if you give a thousand or more, they, or maybe a plaque for any amount, I don't know. But we got a bigger plaque this year. And uh, so uh, this, this plaque, last year, our church gave $2,030 to BGMC. And that placed us 87th place in Division 1A. So I'll say this, we've never placed before. Since I've been here. So this was the first year that I got this, and I was like, man, that's a big plaque. What is it? I started reading it, and I was like, oh, wow, we've placed this year. So uh, that's, that's, that's a really, that's on you guys. Thank you so much for your faithfulness in giving and, uh, and, what, and what you were able to do for BGMC. Let me tell you something. Your missionaries appreciate uh, your giving so much because this uh, helps them to be able to sh- take the gospel message to all the world. And uh, they use the funds. We also, not only do we do BGMC, but we also do Speed the Light, uh, is also what the youth raise. Thank you so much, Brent. I, pres- I appreciate it. And yeah. But um, so. This is, thank you so much. Our goal this year is $3,000. We are, so far, we are just over, it's, I don't know if we've got, we might be close to 1700 now, I'm not sure, but we are at about, we're 1600 I know for sure. That's what we've, was what's come in so far this year. So, we'll uh, take this and we will um, put that towards our goal and, but if you, if you would like to give uh, more than just the change every single uh, month or however you'd like to give, if you're writing your tithes check and you want to drop another $5, $10 towards BGMC, that'll help us reach our goal, the goal of $3,000. And so thank you so much for giving. And um, I'll put that there. If you want to look at it, you can. Huh? Yeah, I announced it earlier. Um, so, our ushers will be at the back as we go this morning. And thank you so much again for coming. I know it's a holiday, but thank you for being here, being with us. And, you know, I love having services on holidays. I, I don't know what it is. There's just something about that uh, time that we can come and Especially one of my favorite holidays to have service is Christmas. When a Christmas is on a Sunday, I just absolutely love it. There's something about getting up Sunday morning, coming to church, being with God's people, celebrating 
the joys of Christmas and, and who God is and just all that. But it's just any holiday is so nice to celebrate uh, what God... I mean, think about, you know, when you think about 4th of July, we think about what? Freedom, right? That's what it's about. It's about how the United States gained their independence. That's what it's about. And there's no greater freedom than the freedom that we have in Christ. Amen? There's no greater freedom than the freedom that we have in Christ. And so as you go today, I want you to think not only about the freedom that we have because of the soldiers and and going to battle and fighting for our freedom, but I also want you to think about the freedom that we have in Christ because there is no greater freedom. Amen? Can we pray over this offering? Lord, I just pray for every believer here. I pray that you bless this offering. I pray that you'd utilize it, help us to be the church that you want us to be, to go to the places that we are supposed to go. God, that as we continue to give, God, that we continue to support missionaries, we continue to support missions, we continue to support local ministries, God, that we continue to pay the the bills for this church, God, all the things that you allow us to do, I pray that you help us to go forth and to continue to be that church that you've called us to be. We give you all the praise and all the glory, and we ask these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Don't forget, youth is at 4 o'clock tonight, and y'all have a wonderful week. Women's coffee is this coming Saturday at 10 a.m. You're doing it here again? I hadn't talked to you, so I didn't know. We're doing it at 10 a.m. here, uh, women's coffee, and all ladies are invited to be here. Bring your own breakfast and come. We'll provide the fellowship. So, all right. Y'all have a wonderful week. We'll see you Wednesday night at 7. Oh, as you're leaving, sorry, I just remember that.